Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, do you remember the blinking Woolies fish on the side of that giant warehouse in the Strip District? Well, that building is getting demolished right now. And as it comes down, we're losing one of Pittsburgh's most iconic ghost signs. CityCast contributor Rosalind Skeena-Colgan considers herself a ghost sign hunter, and she's here to talk about preserving these treasures before they disappear. It's Tuesday, October 18th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So these these old paintings on the side of buildings have an actual name other than these old signs. Yes, they do. <laughs> They're actually called ghost signs, which is a really cool name, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. And they're basically the billboards of the early 1900s. So you've definitely seen them around town, even if you didn't know what they were called. And they often have a ghosty white color. So hence the name. They're everywhere. They're they're everywhere. Definitely. Pittsburgh has so many downtown in the strip district have a ton there's also a bunch of great ones on the north side and the south side and you'll usually see them on brick buildings occasionally you'll find one on a wooden building and sometimes even on a house which i think is super cool i've seen them on like wooden maybe like sheds or things like that like out in farms like if i'm going on a road trip yeah yeah i think of the mail tobacco um yes the chew mail pouch tobacco signs are amazing i love to find those around town if you're like driving and you see one it's so exciting Mm -hmm. and i feel that same excitement when i'm walking through pittsburgh and i see one especially when i see a new one that i haven't found before it's so cool sometimes they're pretty basic you know just like a block lettering Mm -hmm. and then other times they have fancy script there's sometimes even pictures with them there's one in the south side for example that has like a coke bottle on it which is really fun and they advertise you know everyday products so there's one in the strip district that advertises olive oil grocery, cheeses, which is so fun just to think that there was a billboard advertising cheese in the mm-hmm. early 1900s. <laughs> but one of my favorites was on the Federal Cold Storage Building in the Strip District, and it is sadly now gone. It was this giant yellow sign that was painted on the outside of the walls announcing the building's name. And from what I've read, that building was a pretty big deal back when it was first constructed in the 30s. So you can imagine that they would want to have a nice big bold sign to to say who they were. Yeah, it makes sense that they'd want, you know, something flashy to to announce the new building. Yeah, for sure. And so for that sign, it actually was announcing the building it was on. But you'll also see these ghost signs that are more of the billboard style advertising a different place. Mm -hmm. So for example, there are old painted signs around town advertising Kaufman's, Mm. the big department store that was downtown for many years, this fancy resplendent store, RIP Kaufman's. It's now been turned into a Target and apartments. But you'll see signs advertising that store, which is just a testament to how big of a deal it was in Pittsburgh. You'll see them in Lawrenceville, and I've even seen one as far away as Tarentum. So really trying to encourage people to come out from their suburb into the city to do their shopping. I may have a Kaufman's dresser too in my closet right now if I'm amazing if I'm not aging myself yeah um and you've been documenting these ghost signs for a while now 
Yes, I have been fascinated by this old typography for eight years, so almost a decade. I share mm. all the photos on Instagram. To me, they're works of art, they're history, they're murals. I know some people kind of see them as graffiti, but to me, they're really special, and I want to try and document them before they're gone. Are they going somewhere other than, you know, fading with time? Yes, sadly. So, you know, by their nature, of course, these are on old buildings, which mm. means that sometimes those buildings are demolished or sometimes another building will be put next to the old building. So then the sign is yeah. hidden from view. So in fact, there's a really good example of that um, that got a lot of media attention actually a few years ago in Polish Hill, there was a fire mm -hmm. and it burned down this building that um, then displayed this amazing old sign advertising mother's bread. Mm -hmm. So for a while, Go sign nerds like me were very excited to see that sign. But then uh, now a new building has gone up in its place. So the sign isn't gone. It's just hidden. So who yeah. knows? You know, 100 years in the future, maybe that building will come down and we'll see it again. But for right now, it truly is kind of living as a ghost in between these two buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes when you see them and they're really vibrant, that means that they have been hidden. So mm -hmm. that sign had a lot of really bright color in it. So if sometime in the future we see it again, it will probably be bright, not that ghosty white color that's more uh, frequent. Yeah. Is there is there a way to, to save them, though, to save some of these like old signs? So it's tricky. I have talked to a sign painter in Pittsburgh who refreshes the old signs. Yeah. And sometimes he even paints new signs, but he uses these amazing old school styles, which mm -hmm. is really cool. I've seen some of like some new newly painted ones downtown. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that maybe they're they're getting some love, which I'm yeah. so glad to see. There's also an argument, though, you know, for just leaving them to fade naturally, kind of leaving the art as it is, leaving it to just kind of fade year after year. So it's not really a great answer. Um, yeah. Other people have said they want to put them in a museum. So I don't really know the right answer. But brick by that's brick. Why I, yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty hard. Like maybe just, I don't know, a photography exhibit in a museum. Yeah. but. For now, I'm just taking pictures of them um, to give some act of preservation. Yeah, I don't know if we can hold on to things forever. They're not meant for exactly. forever, I guess. Yeah, they kind of have an ephemeral quality, which is part of what draws me to them. But it feels like these signs are, are more than just signs to you. So, yeah, why is that? I think they're like time travel. Uh, you know, I'll see a sign, it's advertising five cent cigars or AMFM mm -hmm. tuners or some luncheonette that doesn't exist anymore. And I kind of just... I'm so curious to think about what it would be like to live in that era. You know, did our grandparents walk past those signs? You know, were they reading the same things? What was it like to be a kid growing up in a mill town, gazing at the sign for the big store, Kaufman's, this fancy department store downtown? What did that feel like? And to me, they're just pages from American history that are pasted onto our buildings. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. These signs, though, I feel like they're just part of our backdrop. Like, I think there's one 
honestly on the side of the building that I'm in right now. Um, I haven't really thought about it, but like, is Pittsburgh kind of like the ghost sign capital? I don't, I guess I don't think of this being a thing in too many cities, but maybe I'm not yeah. paying attention. Like I, like I'm not <laughs> paying attention here. They are everywhere. Um, and Pittsburgh definitely has a lot, a lot, a lot. And there's yeah. like such a big concentration of them in downtown in the strip, which I think is just amazing to walk through and kind of find them. But any old city that you go to will have them. So St. Louis has some cool ones. New York City has a bunch as well. And thankfully, I'm not the only ghost sign nerd walking around <laughs> photographing mm-hmm. these. You know, you can go on Instagram and see a bunch of them as well. I sort of think of it as like a scavenger hunt. Um where there's no right answer, uh, but it keeps me kind of present as I'm walking around looking for these things. A couple of years ago, I feel like I I found an old film camera in my parents' attic and like started taking pictures. And um, ghost signs were some of the first things that I started taking pictures of. I thought I was so unique. So you're telling me, you know, that my my ghost sign Insta posts aren't unique. They they are, of course. (laughs) I would love to see those, by the way. but there, it is sort of a community. So last I checked, there were more than 100,000 posts on Instagram tagged with hashtag go sign. Mm. And they're all over the world, which I love scrolling through that hashtag because you see Pittsburgh signs next to pictures from places like England and France and all through the United States. Yeah. And it's this super friendly community. Um, if there's something that's too faded to read, I'll often ask for help. And yeah. people will like, jump in and they're like, I think that's an R. <laughs> you know, I think that's a K, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like this crossword puzzle where we're all contributing to sort of figure out what this sign might have said 100 years ago. Do you ever like go and try to find um, uh, the original advertisement and do like a side by side. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I have done a little bit of that research. There are definitely folks who have done even more of that. Um, But I love to see the old signs. In fact, with the federal cold storage sign, I found an old picture from historic Pittsburgh from the 50s of that building. And you Mm -hmm. can really see the sign you know, it's not faded. It actually, you can tell what it says. So it's really cool to kind of see that moment in time as it was, you know, when the sign actually was was legible compared yeah. to now. Historic Pittsburgh is a rabbit hole for nostalgic yes. Pittsburghers. I yes. just, that's the only way I can I describe it. hours on that yeah. website. <laughs> yeah. And and the I, it's so funny because before this interview, I didn't even know it was called the Federal Cold Storage Building. I just knew it as, you know, the building with the woolly fish on it on yeah. the side, but it's it's now literally history. Um, every time I walk past there, it's like more and more daylight. I know it's it's shocking, and watching that demolition unfold over the past couple of months, it just feels like that building did not want to go. I mean, I've never demolished a building before, but, you know, it just, you could tell the walls were so thick and it just took so long. You know, I'd walk past like once every few months and then it felt like, you know, there was progress made, but it just took a a long time. She was solid. Yeah, she was. She really was. Um, And I suppose that was what the building, you know, was meant for. So it makes Mm -hmm. sense. But I've read an office building is going to be coming to the site I don't know when or what exactly it's going to look like, but I'm hoping that they try to pay tribute to the old building in some way, maybe putting some signs in the lobby, maybe hiring a sign painter, or at least putting some pictures in the lobby. And they've got to do something with that Woolies fish because that is such a Pittsburgh icon. Did they keep it? I don't know. I have no idea. That is such a mystery. I'd love to know. Me too. I'm glad I took pictures of it before it, it came down. 
So Yeah, I think, you know, as anyone who grew up in Pittsburgh, you know, coming into the city for me as a kid, just seeing that blinking fish, it's so cool, whether you're a kid or an adult. It's something that, you know, I kind of always looked forward to. At least we still have um, the actual Woolies, the actual fish store. Yes, (laughs) we do. We do. An icon in its own right. What's the weirdest ghost sign that you've ever seen? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, There's one in Cleveland that I really like because it has a misspelling. So (laughs) it's it's for a coffee company and it has the name written in two places. And in the top, it says Van Roy like V-A-N space R-O-Y. And then on the other reference, it has Roy spelled with two O's. Mm -hmm. So one Mm -hmm. of those is right and one of them is wrong. And I just like have so many questions about that. You know, I hate having a typo in in something. So what did it feel like to be that sign painter and have a typo? But it's a gorgeous sign. It actually has an image on it. It's brightly colored. Um, So that one's a little weird. I like that. And, you know, I think they just are moments from another time, like seeing – a big ad for piano movers. Like, sure, people still move pianos today, but not in the way, you know, I think everyone kind of had a piano back in the day. So just the idea that that was something that you really needed is so interesting to me. And that one is hidden. Um, I think that was technically either Bloomfield or Lawrenceville kind of up on the hill. Um, But when I came across that one, it was like, it's just such a treat to find them. And they truly do kind of jump out at you like ghosts. So if yeah, if people are uh, interested in looking for ghost signs, I hope that they will and take some pictures of them too. Rosalind Skeena-Colgan is the CityCast contributor. You can check out her ghost sign photos at ghost sign girl. That's girl, G-R-R-L, no I, on Instagram. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Thank you so much for having me. more news before you go. Pennsylvania is not doing a great job giving all students a fair shot at success. A new report from a nonprofit, Research for Action, says it ranks in the bottom two states when it comes to offering equal opportunities to all kids. And those gaps are actually getting wider than they were a couple of years ago. Some of this comes down to funding. A Commonwealth court judge has been considering whether the state's current way of paying its public schools is so unfair that it's unconstitutional. And we mentioned before that more than 60 workers at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette went on strike last week. A ton of people who actually make the physical newspaper and get it to us lost their health coverage. Now the union's trying to put more pressure on the paper. They want subscribers to stop subscribing and advertisers to spend their money somewhere else. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend. Rate the show, leave us a review, paint it on the side of a building, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. I feel like I always get weird on our our, our exits. Yeah, I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs>